This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the July 26, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. At the end of today's podcast, I try to understand the Proud Boys. I probably should not do that, but I try not to shrink from issues. Quick hitters. Lake Mead is near Las Vegas, with the waters held back by the Hoover Dam. It is at 27% of capacity, which is the lowest since it was first filled in the 1930s. Lake Mead supplies water to various localities, including Southern California. Question, should you build a city in the desert? A few years back, because of family being from South Africa, I was following the low dam levels in reservoirs supplying Cape Town. The levels were dangerously low for quite some time. Global warming was the thought, though the geographic area of drought was pretty limited. The Cape Town reservoirs are now at the 100% level. I just thought I would mention this. The first linked article discusses a lack of confidence is resulting in Chinese saving more and spending less, resulting in a drag on the Chinese economy. Also discussed is the effect of a zero-COVID policy on the Chinese economy. China's population is expected to start shrinking around 2025. That is what happens when you don't make babies. I do wonder if they will have a bit more immigration, emigration leaving as well, since the one-child policy resulted in a lot more boys than girls. By the way, how do you think parents called out the girls? Was that misogyny? The United Kingdom is increasing its sanctions on Russia. Lots of articles in Reuters on the natural gas issue relative to Russia and Europe. One entire article on German efforts to restart old, coal-powered electric plants. Moving on. Duh. That word comes to mind when reading about the problems the military is having with recruitment. Sometimes when examining an issue, you have to really dig, investigate, maybe consider using calculus. Other times you look at an issue and say, no shit, duh, I think this is a duh situation. In this case, there are likely many issues, including a few foundational issues, such as lower birth rates, hence fewer in the pool for recruitment, and COVID creating issues with meeting prospects face-to-face, and low unemployment rates so the youth don't feel they have to join the military. Also, the kinds of folks who often join the military are not impressed with the attempts to make the military woke. The linked Federalist article gives some examples of this. I don't think join us and you too can be woke is an effective army recruiting pitch. Add the fact that often the recruits come from families with generations of military veterans who probably aren't impressed with woke or Biden or the way the Biden administration handled our exit from Afghanistan and you get a duh. Who are the Proud Boys? I ask that because a friend keeps bringing them up. I don't know much about them. I don't think she does either, but I assume they are mentioned on CNN or PBS or NPR or one of the gobbledygook networks. When it comes up in conversations, it seems to be used to discredit Republicans. I doubt many Republicans know much about the Proud Boys, so I have always rejected that premise. I googled Proud Boys, but did not get the kind of information I could count on. I also tried to get a comparison of Proud Boys to Antifa. Not much there either, though it was interesting that crimes committed by the far right are grouped by the FBI, but not by the far left like Antifa. 
The reason, per the FBI, is that Antifa is leaderless. That pisses me off when I read most of the recorded crimes are committed by the far right. Yeah, because they don't group the other crimes. Anyway, I'm giving Wikipedia a go on this subject. The Proud Boys have only been around since 2016. Some say it is a white supremacist group, but the leader for a while was an, Af quote, Afro-Cuban, Cuban-American, end quote, named Enrique Tario, per Wikipedia. Tario had previously served as an informant for federal and local law agencies. Per Wikipedia, quote, according to Samantha Kuttner of the International Center for Counterterrorism, the group believes men and Western culture are under siege, although the group officially rejects white supremacy, end quote. Rejects white supremacy. Good. Are men in Western culture under siege? I'm pretty sure Western culture is. Are men? Most of us seem to have lost the vote in our own house. Just saying. Ms. Kuttner is quoted further in Wikipedia to say that the Proud Boys' use of the term Western chauvinism, quote, is code for the white genocide theory, end quote, and that the group has participated in racist events. Okay, now I'm getting conflicting information. Looking at Wikipedia's collection of activities and events, I glean the following. At a 2017 Trump rally, a member hit a counter-protester. Founder of the Proud Boys, McKinnis, quote, disavowed the plan Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, end quote, and kicked out someone named Kessler who helped plan the rally and had Proud Boys at the rally. Violence erupted at several rallies. Some or most are all with counter-protesters. At least one incident had the Proud Boys instigating the violence. A 2019 Portland rally was organized to encourage that Antifa be classified as domestic terrorism. The Proud Boys rallied against some COVID me measures and suggested the vaccine was a, quote, tool for population control and mind control, end quote. Now that's crazy talk. Some Proud Boys attacked the Capitol on January 6th. When it was found out that leader Tario had been a government agent in years past, most of the Proud Boys cut ties with him. I want to keep going but won't because I'm not sure about my information. Still, I'm going to share my thoughts on the Proud Boys and people. A lot has happened in the last few years that makes make men feel of less value. Maybe they were overvalued before and now are correctly valued. Or maybe now they are undervalued. Or they just feel that way. Not just white men, but men of color as well. Going back to the 60s when my mother was a welfare worker, she would have to check if men were in the house because if they were, this reduced or eliminated the social welfare check for the kids. Probably wasn't a great thing for the men's self-esteem or the institution of marriage. I recently read an article on marriage advice for women from the 50s. Good God, was that chauvinistic. Awful. Unfair. But I think we've gone a bit too far in the other direction. Guess what? Some men don't like it. Most deal with it. Some band together. Guys like banding together anyway. We need more of that, but in a good way. The Proud Boys seem like a group of men from different races that banded together with some common thoughts that were out there. Some folks who were attracted to that were even further out there. And when you have a whole bunch of folks, many who are out there, some do some bad shit. Catalog those and you have an issue. 
While kind of accurate, I think the previous paragraph sugarcoats the Proud Boys. My guess is they started with a need, some good thoughts, and some are many bad thoughts, and things went downhill. I feel for the likely many who were yearning for something and got dragged into crap. I condemn the few who did the dragging. Groups like the Proud Boys should be rejected. And Antifa. I feel they also should be rejected. Why aren't they rejected by the gobbledygook media? My guess is because bashing the Proud Boys slimes Republicans. Bashing Antifa might slime Democrats, and the gobbledygook media does not want to do that. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know. Share. Please share. I need to get the viewership up.